Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Geeker Collective's most important podcast. But most importantly, this is a video about The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. We're reviewing it. We're talking about it. A little fireside chat between the boys. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Let's start things off with blanket statement. Do we think you should see The Last Jedi? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Light on the um, for <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously, this is not baby's first Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You need to know Star Wars to see this movie. I would say that you'd probably be able to enjoy it without it, but you'd still be just lost. You would be, if I you, think, you would be absolutely completely confused yeah. the entire time if, if you didn't know I, Star Wars. I would honestly say if you haven't seen Star Wars, <clears throat> The Force Awakens might not be a bad place to see. Yeah, The yeah, Force Awakens, is, the the Force Awakens is baby's first Star Wars mm-hmm. in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, it's a really good movie. It's uh, very simple and <laughs> it's uh, a lot of fun. But mm-hmm. um, the problem is, I mean, let's get this out of the way first, is The Last Jedi... Um, Swept almost everything that the Force Awakens started under under the rug. Yes, yeah, I really. Kind of, I well, okay. That, before, yeah, before, before, did we, we already that. say this was spoiler heavy thing? Because this is going to have to be spoiler. Yeah, heavy. this is going to be very spoiler. No, heavy. we did not. Uh, if you have not seen the movie, we wanted to wait, not do this the night of, mm-hmm. because like literally the day after this movie came out, everybody was posting spoilers about the movie. So is... I was very fortunate not to see any. Good. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be filled with spoilers. I feel like most people have seen the movie by now. And I I was like dying to mm-hmm. to see multiple people talking about it. So right. That's why I wanted to watch uh, as many videos as I could, and why I wanted to make one. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's get real deep into these spoilers because personally, I can't talk about this movie yeah. without giving without yeah, giving really exactly. important like, shit away. One of the first things I need to say is you know it require you to have knowledge of the movie. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, this is a movie made by a super fan of Star Wars. Yes. Uh, first and foremost, this is a... Um, Ryan Johnson is, grew up, clearly grew up inspired by Star Wars, as many directors were, and we live in a time that this era can exist. This is happening with games, too, where uh, fans of things are able to pass the torch. Yeah, yeah, and... Um, carry on and that's really exciting and so I was really excited because I knew this wasn't just going to be Empire 2.0 mm-hmm. it wouldn't have worked if it was Empire 2.0 um, The Force Awakens is the highest grossing movie of all time but it was also uh, had a lot of backlash as if any Star Wars movie hasn't I don't yeah, right. there hasn't been a Star Wars movie ever that didn't receive a lot of backlash which is weird but even the um, original one The Force yeah. or uh, A New Hope or just Star Wars as it was called in 1977 it, it received a lot of backlash upon its initial release because people thought it was too violent to be a kid's movie. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not A lot of that. people thought it was way too violent to be a, a Here we are movie. now. Right. Dudes <laughs> getting cut in half and uh, <laughs> holes in their heads. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Not the first time someone's been cut in half in the Star Wars. No. <laughs> no. Um, Arguably the best. Most graphic, I'm venturing to say. Probably. Probably the most graphic. Yeah. One, but, oh, man. Some of the, like, this... Sorry. We're well, getting ahead of yeah, ourselves here. Yeah, um, ourselves. So... I think the main thing let's let's kind of just work our way through the movie. Mm, here. Okay, all right. Um, I don't think the movie really. I like the beginning. Um, I don't think the beginning is as great as the Force Awakens starts mm-hmm. out, but um, I liked the beginning a lot, and I liked a lot of the space shots. Um, 
I don't think it was as strong as most Star Wars movies start out with, but I did I did think it was really good. I, uh, I liked it as well. I do like that it, it did, like right off the bat it did kind of come in with the the humor from from mm-hmm. Poe. Right. Um, I I like that. Let's talk about that for a second, actually, because that's a big point of contention right now amongst a lot of people. Think it's too funny. People think it's too funny. They think it's too funny because they feel as though Hux, you wouldn't talk to Hux like that. But I I liked it. I liked it a lot because of the stance it was taking. Because when you look at it, this is one thing that I really want to talk about. Actually, Hux is a space Nazi. Let's yeah. just get that out of the way right yeah, now. Hux and the First Order are Nazis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because of that. Poe is taking the idea and taking the stance that he is a he's a fascist. He deserves zero respect, and he does not even deserve he he deserves to be zero respect, like to to be respected, like not at all. So um, the fact that he was just spent he spent like a good solid three minutes just dunking on him and just just <laughs> being a dick. I oh, yeah. I loved that, and it it made me extremely happy. Because it reminded me of every time that I've talked to a real-life fascist. But <laughs> uh, I, I just want to point out, I, I don't at any point in time think the movie was too funny. No, no, yeah, the Force either. Awakens, I thought, had way, way more humor than this movie did. It did. I don't know. I think I think it was just a little ob- more obvious that yeah. there was humor in this one. It was, But I do think that it was placed... Um, at the beginning, was a little front heavy with like yeah. the humor, and so some people were kind of like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, the real problem with little things like that is that um, a movie like this is heavily under the microscope and open for judgment for a lot of people because it is so broad in its market and its audience that um, they want everyone. I mean, you know, Disney wants every human being. <laughs> Alive to go see Star Wars, right. you know. So uh, you're and, and that opens your you're going to get yeah it. you're going to get this huge group of people coming in and finding everything wrong with it because they uh, are never satisfied with things. But uh, you've got to take in the idea that now after I, I was talking to Connor about this before we uh, started rolling it, I watched Revenge of the Sith. Uh, the other day, and it made me really sad because I remember when that feeling when I watched it 10, 12 years ago now, um, that feeling of, like, we're never going to get Star Wars again. Mm -hmm. Like, I was, I mean, a lot of us were, like, genuinely concerned, like, oh, wow, this is it. This is all Star Wars we're going to get from now on. You know, and that, yeah, (laughs) and and that's, and that was a scary thought. Looking back now, how wonderful of a place we're in, that even if there is a Star Wars movie that's not good, Disney's going to keep making it. (laughs) Um, And so maybe, maybe don't drop the whole, like, Star Wars needs to die out because Mm. uh, you, you didn't want it to in the first place. You don't want it to now. Right. Just don't go see it if you don't want to see Star Wars. It's fine. Disney isn't going to care. I can, I can promise you that. Um, So that's out of the way. Um, Let's talk. This was pretty soon in the movie, but... uh, Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, the space wizardry? Yeah. A, a lot of people were saying that this was really weird. And I, I didn't understand that at all. My, I mean, the simple theory that people use the force to make bodies fly, mm-hmm. 
why can't you use your own? Why can't you right. do the force to use the force to make your own body fly? Yeah, I mean, I mean it, simple as that. I mean, Star Wars isn't like a science heavy right. uh, series, you know. I mean, so we don't sound in space in this movie, right? So. Space swords and space magic, right. you know. It's obviously not grounded, mm-hmm. uh, pun intended. But uh, so, it's. I don't think that needs read into no. very very hard. I did think that she was going to die in that scene. Yeah, I did like, too. I, was oh, like, I think oh, everybody this is a beautiful did. Send yeah. off, and then yeah. it's just it's weird how like that was already it had to have already been in this. It, yeah. It's a very yeah. yeah. It was a very weird feeling. All of her scenes and how powerful she is in this movie. That mm-hmm. uh, now we have no idea what they're going to do with her. And clearly they had um, much more in mind for her mm-hmm. than oh, yeah. any of the other OG oh, yeah. characters. Um, it's very unfortunate because she, I loved her in this. Yeah, this I, was the best I she'd ever yeah. loved <laughs> yeah. Leia in this. And it was just very, it was, it, it was, it was very sad. It was a very sad feeling leaving that being like, oh, we're never going to see Princess Leia again. Yeah. There's a couple and, of scenes where like, um, you see her like her hand specifically, mm-hmm. and like to me, I was like that was added later. Like that was that was an emotional thing that like was not required whatsoever, yeah. and they they put that in to honor her like mm-hmm. afterward. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean yeah, to no, you're fine. And it's uh, it was it was it was very it was very very emotional. Um, not to kind of derail it too hard, but I I think we should upfront talk about the characterizations of, of everyone in the movie before, before everything else, because that's what this movie relies on heavily, um, is the characters, which is good. I, that, that's a good thing because I loved all these <coughs> characters. Um, I loved them from the force awakens. That was the one thing that I, I think the force awakens did very well is it introduced some really interesting new characters. And I thought how it handled them specifically Poe, Poe Dameron had a great character arc in this. I, I I loved every scene that he was in. He was my favorite character from The Force Awakens. And his intro and his relationship with Leia, I I enjoyed a lot. Um, Rey was much better in this than she was in The Force Awakens. And that's not to say that I didn't like her in The Force Awakens. She was just she was a lot better in this. I liked her a lot more. Um, but the standout of the new stars, I think, is... Obviously, Kylo Ren. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the, the thing that I was borderline preaching for the years up until this movie was that um, The Force Awakens makes Kylo Ren seem very immature. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a lot of ways he is, but um, there's so much potential just like frothing at the mouth mm-hmm. there because he's an incredible actor, but also the character is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Sith just like Jedi, are not black and white. And Sith start from being... Uh, Before the they commenters s- say it, we, he's not Sith. So. Yeah. Right, yeah. but I, I mean, that is where he wants... That right, is where right. he sees himself. Right. Um, and Sith always start... Uh, they are changed, you know? They're converted. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Jedi are kind of a different story in that regard. Uh, and so you never see Sith question. I mean, that's what was so weird about Revenge of the Sith was that um, there is you, you never can tell from Anakin that he's that there's crazy moral dilemma of like, do I believe the Jedi? 
do I believe the Sith? You, you, that never really comes across very strongly. Mm-hmm. And this does, and that's because Adam Driver is a fantastic actor, yeah. and also Kylo Ren is a well-thought-out, well-realized character. And it, it's obvious in The Force Awakens to me, mm-hmm. but to your average moviegoer, I, I feel like, and that's not to really downplay anybody, but I feel like to most people who don't really look into movies, you don't see anything but a, a whiny guy with a cool lightsaber who just throws a fit, you know? And mm-hmm. um, The Last Jedi takes what you think about him, like everything, and it turns it on turns it on its head, really. It, it does it with pretty much the whole movie. From the get-go, yeah. though. Like, I mean, the first scene that you see Snoke, he's making fun of him for the mm-hmm. helmet, yeah. you know? And the helmet was a big deal in The Force Awakens, and... Uh, the first scene, one of the first scenes Kylo has, he destroys the helmet. Yeah. I think it's a very powerful... I think that was really... Uh, I, I That was one of the choices that I... Of many, you know, I thought, this is cool. I love that we're going so bold with this. Um, so let's, let's talk about the things that uh, stood out to us the most. Because number one, uh, I saw this movie... The day it came out, and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it for like this is going on four days now. I absolutely cannot stop thinking about this movie, and it was because I felt so many things over the last few days, and it had to gestate and it had to uh, dawn on me how I really felt about it because it is so, it is so traumatizing in a way for your regular Star Wars fan mm-hmm. to experience this movie. What it does to you, it. Uh, it's fascinating, to say the least. Um, you know, everybody has these built-up theories because that's what J.J. does. He makes the mystery box, and he makes you think what's going to be, what's going to happen. He makes you wonder all these things. And Ryan Johnson and Disney yeah. said, no, yeah. we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. And so everything you thought you knew about Snow, who cares? Right. Everything you thought you knew about Ray's parents doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Everything you thought you knew about Kylo's past We'll get to that at some point. Mm-hmm. What matters is Star Wars is never going to be the same from here on out. Mm-hmm. Now, that is depending on if seceding directors uh, respect the decisions made in The Last Jedi. Yeah, right. Now, because J.J. could go back to doing crazy, silly episode nine, and it would make The Last Jedi look like a really stupid movie. Yeah. Um, and Good. And so that's the that's the big problem. That's the main thing that bothered me about it was because this is so incredible, and all the choices made are so bold, and like not mm-hmm. anything you would expect from your average, your average Star Wars fan to who would make a movie to do. Um... These choices rely on it's a setup. I mean, it's completely a setup from start to end. <laughs> uh, well, what do you want to do about that? I have an extra battery, so let me pop that in there. Hopefully. We're gonna take we'll we'll take, take a, little a little break. break. We'll yeah, take yeah, a little take break a little on break our break podcast. I like that. Okay. Okay. Um. So we we're talking about Kylo. In that um, his character is much more realized now. I mean, yeah. we—I wasn't surprised. I mean, I knew mm-hmm. they would take care of him. Uh, it, it again, it relies on everything that happened here. Relies on this—the conclusion to 
this story to me because they've now made him so fascinating as a character, this internal conflict of mm-hmm. wanting to be uh, powerful and, and you know, as m- any evil character is, in his eyes he sees himself as right, yeah, right. what he does, and uh, but what he's done is terrible, unforgivable in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but interestingly, my thing is I don't want him to just sacrifice himself and die in yeah. episode nine. No, um, I want him and Ray together to find balance in the force mm-hmm. because our, the only way Ray is significant in the grand scheme of things is if she, if she is the chosen one. I mean, it, it, Luke Skywalker, was he the chosen one really? I mean, who, who is the chosen one really? I don't, I think that's, Kind of the point of this new trilogy is the idea there is that no there is no one. chosen one. Right, right. I, I, I like that a lot. Um, so I... I he, he, Kylo Ren was great in this. I loved every every scene that he was in. He was incredible. Um, he's such a well-fleshed-out character. I loved him. He was the strongest character from Episode 7. I thought so, opinion. too, yeah. Um, and it's, it's good that they gave a lot of screen time to the new characters in this. Mm-hmm. Um... Oh my gosh, Rose. Rose is great. Yeah. She was really good. I liked her a lot. Um, I, I was not expecting her character at all. I yeah. Mean, I didn't watch any of the trailers, yeah. so I didn't know there was anyone else mm. going to be new. In the, and so like, I was um, just taken aback by that. Mm. I mean, I was I was excited for Porgs, but that was about it. <laughs> oh my god, I love Porgs so <laughs> I knew much. They're so cute. <laughs> I, was, I was so ready to be like, this is going to suck. Yeah, this I'm, an, I'm indifferent on Porgs. They, they weren't annoying by any means, but I, I they're not... Uh, I don't know because I've never like I've never been crazy about Ewoks either, and they're I, I basically like Ewoks, they're basically the new Ewoks. They're they're less Ewoks. annoying because they didn't they didn't take down the entirety of the Empire. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they, they just kind of hang out. And they were there. just there, and they, yeah. they, they didn't take they're anything away the from them. They're part of the environment. Exactly, that's why I liked them. and they were adorable. Yeah, they're Especially the ones cute. around uh, Chewie in the cockpit. Yeah. Um, so Sorry. yeah, speaking of that island, uh, let's talk Luke. Luke okay. Skywalker is in this. So, I, I think it, it speaks really strongly that the first thing he does is take that lightsaber that we spent like 20 minutes flying mm-hmm. around at the end of The Force Awakens. He's like, meh. Yep. Just chucks it over the, his shoulder. Um, kind of signifying like the rest of the movie just kind of throws everything away. Like, you think all this stuff has significance, but you know what? It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. What matters is what you do with what you're given. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the ultimate lesson is like, Hope comes from you. You have to create it, and you have to do what you can with mm-hmm. it, as mm-hmm. opposed to like, oh yeah, your parents were rich, so you'll be rich, or your parents were powerful, so you'll be powerful. Like, it's all this expectation when like that. It, it comes least, from you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'll, I'll let you guys uh, start this Luke Skywalker talk because this is my main uh, thing that I wanted to. I loved Luke in this. Um, I thought he. The evolution of Luke as a character from when we last saw him in Jedi was fascinating. And what's what was really interesting is it did what um it it grew upon the idea that Luke has this uh this inner conflict just like every, just like every Jedi has and it touched it touched on that and it delved into that because I have always viewed Luke as the perfect gray Jedi. Mm -hmm. The perfect balance between um, the light and the dark. And to see him 
making mistakes in this movie and to see him being human and to see him being something more than just this legend than just this i this idealized jedi was was great and i loved it and it's everything that i've ever wanted to see out of a out of a jedi master luke skywalker um it was incredible i loved every scene that he was in very 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 powerful scenes um the stuff between him and ray was was fascinating i I liked it a lot um and he i think ray really challenged him in ways that Mm -hmm. that he wasn't ready for or expecting obviously because he had no way of knowing she was coming there Mm -hmm. exactly and I mean, I guess there could be an argument for that since he's, you know, supposed to be, like, mm-hmm. the most powerful Jedi. He could probably right. say something. But he, he like says that. in the movie he cut himself off that's, from the Force. That's true. So, she says uh, that, but yeah. Yeah. is it, it was great. I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I loved him. And um, that's really... I don't have a lot else to say about it because it was... the There were nuances in his performance that I think we could not have gotten 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, because Mark Hamill has progressed as an actor so much since he last took up this the mantle of this role um it, it's great it's fascinating and I, I loved i loved every second that he was on screen um i'll say that um at no point did this happen except for when he goes to the tree um with the the flame thingy mm-hmm. uh i heard like I, I must have blinked or something, and I heard the Joker for a split second, and I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, that put me in the wrong mood for this. Uh, but then, like, it just kind of came back when you mm-hmm. see Yoda, um, which that came out of nowhere. That came out of nowhere, yeah. That was, I was... I, like, I thought, like, okay, they're just, like, screwing with us. Is this going to be, like, a for... no, like, he's full-on interacting with Yoda. Yoda uh, being there and uh, his puppet Yoda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love those practical Yoda. It wasn't That like entire part I think was pure uh, movie magic. Yep. It was pure Star Wars magic. There were, Absolutely. Th- that was one of the scenes. Uh, uh, to me, Star Wars has a feeling. Mm-hmm. It's not really so much a a movie series. It's not... It, Star Wars is a feeling that you get when you watch it. And to me, Star Wars agree. has always been summed up in one scene. That feeling is for me, has always been summed up in the scene from episode four when Luke is standing staring at the the twin setting mm -hmm, suns. mm -hmm. And there were three scenes in this movie that gave me that exact same feeling as when I saw that for the first time, and the scene with him and Yoda was was one of them. Mm -hmm, Um, And I'll touch base on the other two when we get to them, but uh, Yoda's inclusion on the island was, was great. And he... He was just like how you remember him in, in Empire mm-hmm. and, and Jedi. He was he it, it was like he hadn't changed at all, and I, I loved that. I wouldn't say that they hadn't changed at all because I think he's progressed definitely. Yeah, he, he, yeah he because his ideals lives. fundamentally changed yeah. to destroy the Jedi but, for uh, what they stood I, for. I love that Yoda's calling him out and was like, "You keep looking to the horizon. You're never in the moment." Yeah. Like knocks him on the head. Mm-hmm. Like that's awesome. I also love the symbolism of um, Yoda having to know. That the the ancient Jedi texts were not in the tree anymore, mm-hmm. in like lighting it on fire, because Luke doesn't need to know that they're not in there because he needs to let go of it. Yeah, and, um, knowing full well that they're on the ship with mm-hmm. Rick. Um, so I have to say that I have a 
fundamental issue with uh, this part of the movie still, and it still uh, has been one of the main reasons I can't stop thinking about this movie. I think you and I agree on this thing that you're about to say. And uh, that is the fact that uh, unequivocally Luke Skywalker is one of, if not the greatest heroes in movie history. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is almost not up for debate. I don't think anybody could ever question uh, Luke Skywalker is a household name. He is he is uh, cinema greatness in his title. You know what that name stands for. It is nothing but hero. Obviously flawed, as any hero is, but um, his journey in the original trilogy is uh, so monumental and historic. And it spawned... Uh, and Mark Hamill has a very curious story because his career, uh, he has, since Star Wars, been debatably the most underrated actor mm-hmm. of his generation and ours with his voice work and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is so, so talented and so wise and so um, interesting. And I thought that the approach to Luke was great. And I think it makes the most sense. Uh, the my favorite One of my favorite parts of episode eight is... Uh, when he says that the the Jedi are most known for failure, yeah, um, and I think that's like one of my. I, if you know me or follow, like I've always been a huge uh, a fan of Star Wars, obviously, but I always critique the idea of what the Jedi are because they are way too uh, smug and they're too. Uh, too quote unquote peaceful. They never act when they need to act, and um, it's been their downfall for all time. Mm-hmm. And um, it makes complete sense for Luke to be in this position. And I don't blame anybody's decision makings for making it there. But what I have an issue with is um, I don't think this should have been Luke Skywalker's last living, breathing movie. Yeah, I, I don't I think he should have gone out as uh, exerted all of his energy from a force projection. Sidebar, force projections are really, really cool and a super yeah. like yeah. geeky side of Star Wars that's mm-hmm. never really been approached too much. And it was a huge, huge deal yeah, in this oh my movie. God, I love that and so I love that aspect. I love even the, sorry, the one cut in here, the detail that like you see Kylo move his foot and it moves the, the salt aside. Exactly. And then Luke moves his foot and nothing happens. Yeah. And you're like, going back, it just, mm-hmm. oh man. Sorry. So. Nerdy moment. Um, Incredible. Yeah. So my issue here is that I think there is much to be said about how underrated Mark Hamill is and mm-hmm. how um, underappreciated he has been over the years. And to go out how Luke Skywalker did, I have a lot of issues with that. And I give it the benefit of the doubt considering, um, again, the payout has to be worth it in Episode Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not, there is a lot of problems here because I think the greatest, one of the greatest heroes in movie history did not deserve how he was treated right. in this. And that's also from the fact that you can go back a couple of years and hear that Mark Hamill had lots of issues and he had lots of disagreements with everybody on this character. And that, to me, there is something to be said. Like, you know, maybe he's underrated because maybe he doesn't make the best decisions and maybe he's 
gone so far because people have made the decisions, you know, understanding what's best for this character and stuff like that. Uh, you know, that's a whole argument in itself, but there's, it speaks up volumes that, um, he had many, many issues. I mean, he said, I fundamentally disagree on everything you think about Luke Skywalker. He said that to Ryan Johnson before they started this movie. Now, uh, he obviously supports this movie and he's not like he didn't do this movie handcuffed and nobody forced him to do it. But I, I think there's something to be said about the lack of respect for a character that is so powerful and so uh, well-respected in movie history. Um, and I don't know. I, I need a lot of time to think about that. And So, uh, sorry, uh, before we get too into uh, the Luke thing, I will say one uh, aspect of this, I think it might be a selfish thing for... Ryan Johnson to have done, mm-hmm. but I think maybe he wanted to have control over Luke's fate and not leave it up to someone else. Someone else for because the way he went out was beautiful. I will yeah. give them that. It, it, was, it was, but it, it like it lacked impact because it, like we mm-hmm. just saw this. And he was like, and I love the like see you around kid. Like yeah. as soon as he said that to Kylo, and then vanished. I was like, episode nine, it's going down. Like that, we're yeah. gonna see like some sort of like really something mm-hmm. great from that. Um, and then immediately he's just kind of like, well, I'm too tired. Uh, I'm just going to... Right. Go. If that had happened after after him, a much bigger deal. And there's no one who can debate that Luke Skywalker is undeserving of this massive final battle or right. anything, you know. Mark Hamill would probably say that, too. I, I just wanted to go on record and say that uh, I-, I think... I think uh, that was really disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that's the biggest problem I have with the movie. And that's probably my biggest issue with the movie, in that it's, it's, uh, it's great that somebody respects him so much to give him that ending, because that ending isolated is like one of the most beautiful things Star Wars has ever shown. But, um, but in context, was, it's just like... That was the, that was yeah, it's it very, very hard to take in yeah. after everything uh, and how quick it all happens. Another reason why it takes days to understand what you just saw because mm-hmm. there's just so much going on there. Also, I thought it was super odd that like the moment he in, he enters the uh, like the rebel base on crate, like no one, there's no audio cue, nothing is is pointing you to him. He's just kind of there, and no one seems to care. Yeah, he's just kind of like they're just like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's oh yeah, good good old Luke. Yeah, no one, yeah. no one's like <gasps> Luke. Yeah. I mean. I chalk that up to most of them not knowing who he is. <laughs> yeah. Because no, I will say, and I will say in the movie's defense, yeah. uh, it was that moment after he was there that made the entire galaxy, because, you know, if you remember the ending scene That's, where they're talking about yeah. that, uh, it was after that moment where everybody's like, Luke Skywalker, again, that, that fine. True. I but, understand I mean, that, but yeah, you, I get what you're you'd saying. you think that Leia would at least be like... No, she was just, just like, like, yeah, Luke. I changed my hair. Yeah. And like, that was fine. It was cute. It was a good scene, yeah. It but, was a good com- coming like, home, but just, yeah. You know, they look over, and then he's just there. And then, like, 3PO is... Do you think maybe she know. maybe she wasn't uh, so up in arms because she knew it wasn't she really... Knew. Yeah, she, she knew it wasn't probably, probably, yeah. knew. Yeah, I mean, she had to because she's a Force user, so... <laughs> right. Like, so... So my, my thought of that was, okay, so no one else can see him. It's just them because they've been playing off that the whole time. Mm-hmm. But then you see him literally like walk out there, and I'm like, that that has to take a lot of energy from him mm-hmm. to do a force uh, projection, projection, yeah. um, in, like for all these people to see. Yeah. So, 
I disagree with you guys completely. <laughs> Wholeheartedly Not disagree surprised. with you guys. I because the main takeaway I took I, I had from this movie was this was a movie about failure. This is a movie about a fail, failure on the side of the resistance. This was a movie about failure in Ben. This was a movie about race failure. This was a movie about Poe Dameron's failure, Finn's failure. Everyone failed in this movie, including Luke. I think it's really refreshing, to be real honest. And that is why Luke needed to die. Uh, Storytelling-wise, that's why he needed to die. In Here's my, my only thing with that, is that Luke already went through that mm-hmm. so many times before. Right. And that goes back to my thing of, does he deserve it? You know what I mean? In the context of this movie, not... I, I feel like, you know, not being in love with the Star Wars movies for decades and decades, there's an argument to be made there because in terms of any other movie, that same kind of character, this arc makes complete sense. But we're talking about, you know, the like one of the most beloved heroes in movie history. And he was so elaborately teased in The Force Awakens. And his comeback was... Uh, not my biggest issue here is that it's not what any of us expected which is okay but it's also not what he wanted and that bothers me too um and and um what you're saying is completely true in the sense of like i would say any movie any character the same context this failure this sacrifice makes complete sense but again it it Darts back to the elephant in the room that is this is Luke Skywalker. We're talking right. about why? You know? Okay, why not save this for Episode Nine? Like, right. it, it, take that same way that he went out and put that in Episode Nine. Yeah. I feel like it would have more of an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's brave of them to do it in Episode Eight mm-hmm. because no one's expecting that. The sentiment but, is very appreciated in yeah. in in a sense. Yeah, but just, just I, like just it, why not just hold off on that until because... middle of nine this isn't Luke's story anymore. And I think that's what everyone is trying to grasp a hold of, is yeah. this trilogy is not their story. And anymore. I've and I've been more open to that than mm-hmm. anybody, but that's not to say that... Uh, you know what? Okay, so that, that, that does elevate things a little bit because, you know, at the end, you do see, like, the entire cast is now different, mm-hmm. except for Leia. Leia is... I don't know how they're going to make that up in Episode mm-hmm. Nine, but... Um, like everyone who was there, Sans, Chewie, and Leia, is gone, um, and it's just an entirely new Star Wars, which is which is fine. It's still uh, Skywalker bloodline because of uh, Kylo, mm-hmm. um, but and I think it would have had. I don't know. I feel like it, it gives you a lot of mixed emotions. But the thing is, the thing that I liked about it is the movie's representative of failure, and when has failure, when has failure felt good? Right. Okay. But that's, I mean, you know, that's what makes Empire Mm -hmm. so powerful Mm -hmm. is uh, Empire has severe consequences. And, you know, at the time we were like, at the time people were like, Han Solo's dead, you know, and all this, you know, everybody failed. And, you know, I I, I will probably see Luke in. You will. We will see. Yeah. And that's the thing. Well, yeah. As a Jedi. It's, there's still, uh, you know, there's still, it, it goes back to what I keep saying is that, that, 
all rely is on episode nine having complete and utter care and respect mm-hmm. for this character. You know, uh, let's not dwindle Sorry. too much on on Luke here. I, just, we'll, I don't want to like because I know I had to get it off my chest yeah. because this was a big deal yeah. for me. This has been a big deal with me too because I I knew that I was going to be the odd one out here. I right. knew that I am fighting an uphill battle here, but I loved their decision of what to do with Luke in this movie. And that scene, his his final scene is so beautiful. It was one of those three scenes that I yeah. that I was no talking absolutely about. because of the Tatooine, the two sons, and like and, so, so when you the first time he looks up, I there's like a on the on the projector whatever it was I don't know what it was but there's like a speck in the middle of the sun I was like who is coming to get him? yeah that was <laughs> no, on no. ours too that was on ours too oh okay so it is in the movie mm-hmm. okay right. I don't think I noticed I might the, be too far away for that other scene. Which is, I think, has gone criminally under-talked about. I've only seen one other person talk about this. Is the hyperspace scene. The light, the light. Yeah. Oh. Gorgeous. Yeah. I, got I, mean, I get chills thinking about it every it time. It is beautiful. Yes. That is, because we, we live in an era There's where. There's so much to talk about about this. CGI is the go-to for everything. And, um, that. That moment, and we get to this point now where CGI is 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 used for everything, is used for climactic battles. That everything feels the same, and no one's really doing something that looks interesting or looks yeah looks gorgeous. And that was beautiful. It was it was everything that can be said about that. uh, I think it goes back to. Ryan Johnson's like one of his a lot of his influences for making this movie for some reason were a lot of old old samurai movies and that's this is that's that's because that's what inspired Star Wars well right yeah. I'm, but uh, <laughs> I'm saying uh, that hasn't inspired Star Wars for the last like mm-hmm. two two and decades but I think that's why I liked this one so much more. but it is totally the classic uh, the slash mm-hmm. and the dramatic pause of the effect of what's happened and it that is. was. That was uh, awe-inspiring. Mm, it was absolutely. It was amazing. It straight the final sequence, the final showdown from um, from Yojimbo is what that was clearly right. inspired by. Or was it Sandra? I don't remember. Anyways, regardless. Um, well, because I mean, that's something that I, the return to form with that is something that I've been wanting for a while. Because uh, the first Star Wars is just the Hidden Fortress. Kurosawa's Hidden Fortress. It is. They are exactly the same movie. The plot is just lifted from the Hidden Fortress. Uh, it's about a wandering samurai and a missing princess and two droids or two uh, peasants in the hidden fortress that are stumble upon it, and it is literally 100 percent just, just that. Even the main enemy samurai looks exactly like Darth Vader. Like it's it's the exact same movie. But <laughs> I've seen that figure. Yeah, it's 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 the it, it's it's basically the same movie. But um, that's not a bad thing. I think Star Wars Star Wars takes a lot of other influences and makes it its own thing. And and I enjoyed it. But yeah, I, I just think that scene was totally. Was that's what I pictured gorgeous. the entire time was the samurai slash and the moment before the guy falls over and he dies was what? the the ships. Yeah, resonating. One other scene that was beautiful it wasn't even really a scene; it was a set. Um, Snoke's room yeah. was incredible. Mm-hmm. I loved that. It was clearly a throwback to Palpatine. Mm-hmm. See, everyone's comparing this movie to Empire, but this movie felt a lot more like Jedi. I see a lot of comparisons it, it to were, Return it, of the it Jedi. It yeah. felt a lot more like it's, Return of the Jedi. It has like it seems like a love letter to all Star Wars movies. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I. <laughs> So when when Ray um, goes to dig out the the um, 
rebels, mm-hmm. um, they, they land, and you just see, like, this big pile of, of rocks. I just start laughing. And everyone else in the, like, in the row, like, looked. And then, and then I was, like, rocks. And then I didn't say that, obviously, but I was, I was thinking, like, oh, all the rocks. She's like, oh, rocks. You know, like, she's got to lift the rocks mm-hmm. now. And I was just like, that is just a straight callback to Empire, you know, yeah. when uh, Yoda is... is yeah, Having him lift the rocks and yeah. stuff, yeah. And the I, Snoke's scene, Snoke's room was great. The lightsaber fights in this were really good. True, really good. That the, I I just want to say uh, they were not lightsaber fights. Yeah, they weren't really lightsaber. I have to go on record and say yeah, yeah, yeah. that was one of my problems was that this there were no actual lightsaber fights. <laughs> yeah, that bugs me. But that fight was really, really cool, and it yeah. was really well done. It was well choreographed, and it was uh, fun, and it was really uh, the the thing that I have with that is um, I was like jumping for joy when Snoke died yeah. because in my head I was like, okay, this is it. Kylo will help Ray bring balance to the Force. It all starts here. And it didn't. And it was... I love that misdirection. It was... Okay, now... You know, nothing's changed for me other Mm -hmm. than my power. Right. Um, And... It was... I would like to see where that goes. I have to say it again. Um, Kylo is an incredible character. And they are doing him an incredible disservice if all he does is just sacrifice himself so other people can live. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody... I don't know anybody who thinks that Kylo deserves to just die. Mm-hmm. I really don't, and that's and that's interesting because in a, in many many ways he right. does, you know. Um, but it would be too simple and too easy and predictable to uh, just have him just sacrifice himself mm-hmm. and. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think that character arc deserves that. Yeah, that would. I, I agree with you. He has. He's the the pivotal moment that, in the end, when he and Ray still have that force bond, that says to me, um, they are the start of bringing balance to the force. So one does not work without the other. Right. I, I would say that. And speculation uh, is purely speculation that there is no way he should die, sacrifice himself. Um, you know, punished because then what's the opposite? Right, what's the opposition. Right. Um. So yeah, I I love that, and I thought that fight was really good. I thought all the action was really really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was surprised how little there was. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem like it was very entertaining, and it seemed like there was more action than there was. I think just because mm-hmm. like the the quality of the right. action when it comes on screen. Um. But this movie had a lot of downtime in the mm-hmm. middle. That's true. Um. And a lot of downtime in yeah. the middle. There's a lot to be said about the casino mm-hmm. segment. Okay, so I know that you're going to dog on it. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite scenes. I liked it too. A lot. Um, because like as much as it feels like they just had to like have a departure to have another story, mm-hmm. like I feel like that is an essential Star Wars thing. That's as close as we've gotten so far to feeling like something in the KOTOR universe, mm-hmm. the Nice Old Republic universe. The aesthetic, totally. Yeah, if well, the aesthetic, like it just feels Star Wars, like you mm-hmm. were saying earlier, because you're in this scenario where there's no Jedi, there's no Sith, there's no like magical forces or whatever in this area, 
but it still feels inherently mm-hmm. like it's a Star Wars universe yeah. set. Piece. I I appreciate what it did for Finn and Rose. Mm-hmm. I like what it did for that, and also what it did for the ending character. Obviously, yeah. Um, I think that their motivation for it was really stupid, and I think it was. Uh, and Benicio del Toro's character could have been played by fucking anybody, <laughs> and his purpose was to open a door. And Rose was more important than her. I mean, I, that's not even stretching, stretching the truth. He got there and he opened a door. And that was all he did, and then he turned them in. I loved Benicio Del Toro. I did too. I thought he was great, and um, I felt like his character may have been a bit tacked on, but it's necessary to have that rogue in mm-hmm. in in Star Wars. So, he's the he's the classic Star Wars rogue. I mean, he's like he's a character we've seen time and time and time again in this universe. And we love. I love every time I see. Yeah, him. but it's just if he is that classic character, then they didn't give him enough place. In, I in I that. think he should have been. I think he deserves would, a little bit more screen. Time. He's a. No, I, 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 I think he. The character was fine. There's nothing wrong with the character. I just think you know if he's a big deal, why was he in the movie for like four shots? If he isn't a big deal, why the fuck was he in the movie? If he. I don't know. I, I I'm sure that he will come back in episode nine, and it will all make more sense. But I mean, the dude literally showed up to open a door and then peaced out. And uh, I I like I like what he did with Finn. Like I said, I appreciate what that arc did because it helped Finn realize that everything is not black and white, just like how everybody learned this in this uh, in this movie. But um, I, yeah, it just really bothered me once he left that I was like, "That's all. That's all this is leading up to." And mm-hmm. and uh, you know, um, it was strange. It was really confusing to I me. I think it all really serves the story. And like, so it might be, it might seem like a departure if you're if you're just looking at like, why did this happen? It happened because of all these min- miscommunications between everyone. It was a failure to communicate. So it was harping again on the failure theme. Mm-hmm. Um, so had uh, I can't remember her name, purple hair lady, the um, Holdo. Yeah. Holdo. Holdo, there we go, yeah. thank you. I keep wanting to say Halsey, and I'm like, no, that's not her <laughs> um, So, yeah, Holdo, uh, when she didn't communicate to um, Poe what the plan was because she didn't need to, she didn't need to, you know, feel like a hero, whatever, that caused him to um, send a ripple basically through everyone else being like, panic, okay, well, mm-hmm. we need to do something, and mm-hmm. thus, you know... Uh, leading them off-world yeah. and trying to do all these things. Um, I think that, like, them getting the information from Maz Kanata was just kind of a stretch to keep Maz Kanata in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's a cool uh, character. She I like was. I love that character, but yeah, that but was... That information didn't have to come from Totally her. did not need to, yeah. Um, it was it was still okay to be like, I like seeing her, it's cool. And then, you I know, there's it. this confusion, like, how does Poe know her? How does Finn, right. how well, is Finn able to get... Right, exactly. He says, like, like three things to her in Force Awakens. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, that character should have been Lando instead. I think it would yeah. be cool to see Lando in this movie. I think that would have been really rad. I'm not sold that Lando just won't be in this trilogy. I don't think he will be because they seem hell bent on not putting him in these movies for some um, reason. Yeah, so I, mean, I just have to say when we're wrapping things up here uh, that uh, every Star Wars movie has problems. Well, okay, so We wouldn't love them if we, they didn't. Mm-hmm. So my Fair. complaints here are 
out of respect for yeah. it and the fact that I don't think it's a bad movie I think it's a great movie mm-hmm. um, but every Star Wars movie has its flaws and I think these are these are its flaws I don't necessarily think that those are flaws though like well the the, the story arc is just like that, that had to happen for all of these lessons to be learned and mm-hmm. for us to get to the end in those specific mm-hmm. situations. I really think after years passing and multiple viewings that you guys will not think that. I, I honestly think as time goes on that you guys will probably change your minds about that. Maybe. But uh, I, I, I would love to be wrong. I've uh, changed I would, my tune on all the Star Wars movies. Exactly. Yeah. Another, I, and, and that's how I am. And I think there's a very strong possibility in a couple of years I grow to appreciate that segment. But uh, as of right now, I don't. I... There's a couple of little things that I wanted to touch on. Um, not really little. The The only other major thing I wanted to talk about was the kind of pseudo-controversial scene of Luke attempting to kill Ben in his sleep. Mm-hmm. I thought that was awesome. I did yeah, too. I, I didn't have any problems That's with that. That's typical, like, as I was touching on earlier, Luke has always had this darkness inside of him. Mm-hmm. And... He acknowledges that. He's like, you know, it was gone like a fleeting shadow. Yeah. And then... He woke up, then woke up, and got the wrong impression of it, and was... It's crazy this mm-hmm. whole thing can really be tied to a miscommunication. Yeah, exactly. Again. Yeah. Um, just because there's a lack of, like, okay, I can't explain this in enough time to get out of this without you pulling your lightsaber, pulling the like the, the whole building down. Like, that. that is insane, because it is Luke's fault at mm-hmm. that point. Yeah. Because he says all this stuff. But, I mean, if Snoke was already to him... Yeah, and I, I I think that was awesome, and the, the idea of a Jedi Academy gets me so excited. Mm-hmm. Like I know we'll never see that, but like it was cool enough just to see Will we? that one scene. Will we? That is the other thing I wanted to talk about. Um, Maybe we'll see that in Episode Nine. The broom mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah, a lot of people don't like that. Why? That's I great. Li- I liked it a that's, lot. Uh, I haven't I haven't seen any any speculation about really doubting that scene. That's t- that to me is the best ending a Star Wars movie's mm-hmm. ever had. Absolutely. I like uh, that broom a lot. That broom saber. Yeah. It says it the says fact that a he lot. Pulls it to him with the force yeah. and everything. I was but like, it's so subtle. It's so yeah, it magical. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy how many people miss that. Yes. Yeah, a lot of people miss that. A lot of people in the theater when I was watching it were going, "Did he just do what I think he did?" Yeah, and that was I, really I did that. really cool. I was like, "Fucking what?" Like, and um. Also, the fact that he's holding the ring, uh, mm-hmm. signaling that what Poe said that maybe he's the spark that lights the flame that dismantles the First Order, uh, and that is from here on out. This is what changes Star Wars forever. From here on out, it's not who your bloodline is. It is uh, deeper than that, I think, and it means that you that the Force, as so deep as it is, it is connected through everyone, and that's why it could be anyone mm-hmm. who's Force sensitive. And exactly. I think that's beautiful and i think that's what star wars needs from here going out i i don't think this means that we need disney to market as anybody could be a jedi or anybody could have the force or stuff like that i don't really think that is the the direction star wars should be while that would sell i think that image of what star wars and what force sensitive people could be would sell i don't think uh that that's really what star wars is i because I, I i mean i think on the whole the whole thing really is just about you can come from nothing in, in yeah but the, but ray's entire arc is i'm i think i'm special i think i'm meant for something and ray now knowing that it could be anyone who's force sensitive ray might not be anybody ever mm-hmm. and she might not be important at all and her place in all this is still up for debate. 
because we have a new generation of force sensitive people and uh, what makes her different from them now now that we know that they none of them will get Jedi training um, it's not necessarily true she's got the text yeah and uh, but she has no master yeah that's that's a huge deal really uh, I mean having the text is interesting and it's a good point but like Yoda said it page turners they are not <laughs> <laughs> I mean at, it's, at, at some point Luke didn't have a master like mm-hmm. that happened yeah and in Jedi like, he taught himself yeah. and in Jedi when he came back for Return of the Jedi he had he had learned mm-hmm. from his mistakes and became so I mean uh, there is definitely that whole path mirroring for Ray right, in my opinion right uh, and so yeah I, I'm very interested to see where it goes from here on out uh, this is uh, the the biggest thing I want to say is how much I respect how different this is of a take from Star Wars from what it's used to. Just one movie in the saga yeah, later. Yeah, took so many chances and people are like ripping it apart for yeah. it. Like, you weren't happy with The Force Awakens and yeah. now you're not happy with this. Yeah. Like, take some. I think those people need to take some time and maybe watch it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, nothing needs to just die off because you don't like it. Yeah. You don't like the way it's going. And those people who hated on The Force Awakens and then don't like this... They have a severe problem with what they're they're getting themselves into. That's that's uh, a lot of trouble the, for the themselves. controversy surrounding this is ridiculous, and a lot of it, a large portion of it, is rooted in like the alt right mentality of hmm. there not being enough white people. And <laughs> honestly, like a large portion ridiculous. of it is, yeah. which is 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 ridiculous. Yeah. Well, the I, movie I, made I, more than they even expected it to. Two hundred weekend. Forty million on its I think weekend? it was twenty because it's Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. Two hundred forty. Yeah. Two hundred twenty. Yeah. A little bit less than that, which is still crazy. Yeah. It's stellar. Yeah. I mean, it's a Star Wars movie. What did people expect? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you think it's going to get one billion before the year's end? Uh, maybe. Maybe. You think, isn't um, that what, what Force Awakens did? I don't know if The yeah. Force Awakens did. Or it was not. close. It crossed one million internationally. Yeah. Before the year was over? I think so, yeah. Interesting. I it was like it. real quick. I could see it. Um, You know, don't quote me on that. Empire and Jedi didn't do as That's well as A New Hope, so I, I, I think people might read into that uh-huh. that a little too much. That if It's not going to do well as well as The Force Awakens, but like... Yeah. That's still really damn good for how movies go, and yeah. uh, so... Yeah, I, I'm. There's not too too much else I wanted to say no. about this. Yeah, and everything that I had that I want to say is just kind of like it's not really in front of me right yeah. now for some reason. Yeah, um, I'm sure that there'll be more things we can talk yeah, about. Yeah, so. I I do think you should absolutely see this movie. I, it's a great. I think it's probably my second favorite Star Wars movie. Um, Your first being Empire. Empire. Yeah, I, I don't it's think up there for me. I don't think anybody could I don't beat what Empire did movie. is. We'll ever top Empire. Yeah, I mean, Empire is like one of the greatest movies I've ever seen in my entire life. And while The Last Jedi was uh, an incredible movie, um, it it's got a lot of baggage for me, and that's why I don't rank it as high. But um, and you know, the prequels have their own set of issues, and and I have some issues with Return of the Jedi, and so um, yeah, I'm I'm a very different. I don't know. I'm a very weird Star Wars fan. I'm kind of picky with with how I am about Star That's Wars. Fun. Um, it, it comes from growing up like loving all the Star Wars games, mm-hmm. and I have this like yeah. total different vision of of um, lore and backstory for these characters because they are so well they were so well uh, explained and thought out, and they mm-hmm. had so much freedom in the early 2000s, and we don't get that now, and it's kind of scary. 
yeah. uh, to say the least. So I, I'm just I'm just glad that we get a Star Wars movie every year. That's cool. Uh, yeah. That's cool. I want more. I want more than one Star Wars movie every year. I, I think yeah. it's kind of unfair that uh, comic book movie lovers get like four a year. And us Star Wars fans get one a year. And, like, if you're like me, I wasn't crazy about Rogue One. I'm not excited for the Han Solo movie. So, like, I really get excited for a Star Wars movie every two years now. I, I know I'm the odd one out again because I, I loved, I genuinely loved Rogue One. I liked it better than I did the A New Hope. I liked it. It's probably my fourth favorite. Third. Fourth favorite. One out, like, I loved Rogue One as well. I thought it was incredible. Um, it, I think it needed about 20 extra minutes. Which, speaking of, the Gareth Edwards cameo in this was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's standing next to the, yeah. the guy who was like, hmm, sold. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was, that, that, was, that, was, that was a neat little touch. Um, Akbar dying caught me off guard. Yeah, I, was I did like, not expect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the still is still alive for mm-hmm. some reason. Because <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. He's uh, a badass. Yeah. If you're a fan of him, you need to play Knights of the Republic. Those those aliens yeah. are like fucking All everywhere. <laughs> or don't play Knights of the Republic. Just skip it. It's, it's fine. You don't have to do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you probably should. You yeah. should be a better person than yeah. Josh. That's the Republic. So that was about all. Yeah, I had about to touch all I had on to say it. as well. So. Um, we're, we will have like a closing statement in video format. Um, mm-hmm. So for the podcast section of it, we'll just close out with saying that. Uh, as normal, we record every weekend, and uh, this is a special movie episode. Sometimes we do that now, sometimes mm-hmm. we won't. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Star Wars is a big deal to us, and yeah. we'd love it's to only, hear... We, we generally only really do it for really special movies, yeah. aka Blade Runner in this. <laughs> yeah, um, so I would love to hear from other people what they think about yeah. this movie. and. If they disagree with me, if they agree with me, I would love to hear either side. I've been spending the last three days arguing with all of my friends <laughs> about about these issues, and uh, it's really cool to be able to to uh, see how other people view it and to read different opinions on it. It's been really eye opening because I ha- very rarely do I have to spend this much time thinking about a movie yeah. to think about like what I really feel about it. Um, so I appreciate to how much it means. Yeah, there's so much about this movie that I really appreciate, and mm-hmm. I, I can't, I can't underestimate enough that even if this was a movie I didn't like, I would still totally appreciate its existence. Yeah. So uh, I just had to say that at mm-hmm. least. So um, it's in my top five movies of the year, which I was. It's been a really solid year for movies, so I was debating whether or not it would even break the top five. But it's it's in my top five, so go see this movie. It's great. I'd say it's probably number two for me. Like Blade Runner is is still number one. Um, yeah, I yeah I, I will probably go see this more than I saw Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. But um, Blade Runner is just yeah I I feel like it's unta- untouchable. Mm-hmm. Like that's just an absolute masterpiece. Uh, yeah, this is might maybe number three. Was your number two? That just makes me curious. Man, I really liked Coco. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. I really need to see I, that. All right, I sorry. Really let's not get off topic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, that's cool. Yeah. No. Uh, anything else you guys wanted to say? Um, I, I will say, seeing this, I am extremely excited for um, how Ryan Johnson will will treat his own trilogy. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like a lot of that has to do with being like, okay, we're going to establish that it doesn't have to be a bloodline. Yeah. It can be someone from nowhere, just some, some orphans. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I think, is going to really empower his new trilogy, yeah. whatever that ends up being. Uh-huh. And I think that's going to that be That probably thing. is a huge statement for what he's doing, mm-hmm. whatever it is that he is doing. Yep. Yeah. Anything else, boys? No. 
I love this movie. Ryan Johnson, I love you. Thank yeah, you for giving absolutely. me a good movie. Thank you for giving us Treat. a Star Wars movie. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Um, it's a gift. All right. Thanks for listening, you guys, and we will catch you all next week. See you guys. Bye.